Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Marin? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hey, you're listening to Recover Girl. It's a podcast about addiction and recovery, and increasingly, it's about creativity. I am your host, Anna David. Every other week, I interview a sober person or a person in recovery about their addiction and their recovery. And I've been, because I do that every other week, I have been playing around with what to do on the off weeks. So I have been doing some party girl goes, recover girl goes to the psychiatrist where I interviewed my friend, Dr. Josh Lickman and asked him some questions that people had sent to me, but now I'm switching it up and I am focusing on what people are constantly asking me about these days, which is how do they become writers? How do they take their experiences, uh, their greatest struggles, really, and make them into material that can help other people. I have been coaching writers in the last year. I have this awesome coaching program, which you can find out about by going to AnnaDavidCoaching.com. And I, it's constantly, I, I, you have to apply, go to Anna David Coaching, you'll get all the information. But the idea is that I take 10 people at a time. We do an online coaching program where I show them how to write essays, get them published, how to create their profiles, and how to then write and sell a book proposal. And one person out of each group gets a meeting with a top literary agent and a publisher. So, you know all that. Now, today I want to talk about how I got into even thinking that writing about recovery was something to be done, because it's a little bit of a taboo topic on, on a number of levels. First of all, we are taught to keep our most biggest struggles inside and be, feel shame and stigma about them. And also, there is this idea of anonymity, which I think is a little bit misunderstood. Uh, you know, the, the way I understand it is I'm allowed to talk about anything I want regarding my own addiction and recovery. I am not free to talk about somebody else's. They are free to identify themselves as members of a 12-step program or not members of a 12-step program, however they want to do it. But Here's the thing. When I first got into recovery, I had absolutely no sense of humor about it at all. I felt exactly the way that most people feel, which is to say that my life was over and I had royally screwed it up. And, you know, as they say, this was the last house on the block. And I was only willing to try this recovery thing because I was entirely out of any other options. And I do tend to have a little bit of a rose-colored glasses situation where I look back on my first year and I'm like, it was just perfect. And that's not true. But I will say that rather quickly, um, I realized that I thought it was kind of interesting and funny. 
And I was somebody who's obsessed with words. I marveled at this new language that I was being introduced to. And I marveled at some of the things that people said and this whole vocab. You know, I'm somebody, I was always very obsessed with Catcher in the Rye, who wasn't. Um, But the reason I was obsessed with it is that I'm obsessed with language. And I was obsessed with the language that Salinger created for holding Caulfield and that he had basically, it was like inventing French or something. That's how distinctive the language was. And I will say that when I was obsessed with Catcher in the Rye, like that cliched college student, I would go around and I would talk to my professors and I would say, what's another book that's like Catcher in the Rye? And and people would recommend a separate piece or whatever it was. But the only book I ever found that felt similar to me was actually A Clockwork Orange, the Anthony Burgess book, which I know we've all seen the movie, but who here has read the book? Because there is an entire language he creates to the point that a lot of the versions of the book actually have dictionaries in them. And That's what I like. I like when something is almost a new language. And that's what recovery felt like to me. And I remember the first time I heard somebody say the word share as a noun. I'm going to share as a verb. Oh, Jesus. I'm anyway. My point is, I'd heard somebody say, I'm going to share, but I'd never heard them call it a share. That's what I'm trying to say. What? A share? That's so weird. And then people would have these little expressions that they said. And uh, I remember my friend from rehab and I were talking about, let's do a dictionary because the way people talk is so funny. So I think that's what originally attracted me to the idea of writing about it was that there was irony and there was humor and there was this accepted idea that this was the way to talk about something. And it was so unlike what I was already familiar with and the way other people talked. And I think that's all you need is some sort of a glimmer of this is interesting or this is funny or this is something I've never heard before and people might be interested in. So that's my little bit today. Uh, This was uh, Recover Girl. If you want to find out more about this podcast, you can go to recovergirlpod.com. And if you want to find out more about my coaching program, go to anadavidcoaching.com. And I will see you next time.